workshop meeting. The uh, meeting is not called to order. We can start off with our pledge of allegiance. Pledge of allegiance. To the flag. The So we'll kick off as usual with uh, our board administrator Joe over the capital projects update. Um, Chris listed a couple of the projects we're, work, we're working on now, and um, the the first one would be uh, uh, awarding the contract for engineering for this year's uh, transportation trust fund municipal road program that we will be applying for, uh, and well, we already got the. But uh, my recommendation would be to stay with Rocky on this one. Um, we have uh, uh, another firm working on the three that will be starting in March next month uh, currently. Um, and um, it would just be, be my recommendation that at our next meeting we award the contract to uh, Leon Baki and to do Island View Way, Garden Way, and Long View Way this year. Um, that's completely up to, to council, but we do have Remington Burnick doing other projects for us right now, and uh, and uh, Greg Blasha knows these roads pretty darn good, and uh, there's some ponding and things like that that I feel more comfortable recommending that we stay with Bucky on the, the this road program. Um, the geophysical investigation report at 19 River Street, uh, that's the one um, where we may, at some day, someday, put the public works, a public works garage. We call it a whole barn, but basically it's a, it, it, it's a garage. And because there was so much happening down there in that area, um, we wanted to be sure uh, that we weren't putting uh, a building over any utility that we would have to uh, physically uh, um, remove or, or violate the building at some point in the future to get to those utilities. So I believe there was the geophysical report in your package last week at some point, and maybe Greg can uh, explain what he came up with, and I know, I haven't seen it, but I know he was looking at a building of some size that could go on that piece of property if you choose to do that. Um, but we wanted to make sure it would be a building of size that would handle our equipment. Uh, I would hate to build a building and then say, oh boy, 
we need another building or we need another yard or something else. So maybe Greg, you could speak a few minutes to that this morning. Yeah, we, I mean, we did an underground report there because a lot happened. So to, just to service the pump station, it's all sorts Rick, can you go to the microphones, please? You're sitting next to uh, okay. Rich. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, we, we went down because there's a lot of utilities that have been underground there. There's stuff that services the existing pump station. And then we got a main feeder line that goes into the JCP and L substation there. So we did an underground facility, an underground, underground investigation, found everything, and we think we can fit in a six-bay garage. And the only thing we would have to relocate is the electric service line that services the existing pump station, which isn't too bad because that would just be pole to pole type of thing. It'd go from underground, we'll leave it underground, but we just have to put another pole in, on the east side of the building, the pump station. So it looks like it's pretty doable, it's tight, but... I just got to convince JCP and L that they, they don't have a problem with doing this improvement over where their line is. I don't know where it ultimately connects because it goes to about, we don't know how deep it gets. It goes over 10 feet deep and when you get about 20 feet away from their property line on our property. They do not have an easement on our property, but that line crosses our property. So that I have to work out with them. But other than that, I think we can get a pretty sizable building in the service, probably to store most of our, almost all of our equipment. And I met with DPW to get a, I think right now we have five bays. I think we get six bays out of this garage, so it might service as well. That sounds great. We've been promising Dave and company uh, some more storage space for years, and we've been looking at it. seems like the best location. My, I know we were this a few years ago. It was a little, uh, a little drama involved, but it seems like the best location as long as it works out. Yeah, the, yeah, the only thing that worries me is the, the water, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have to figure out, you know, that's what we have. we're going to talk about later today. That might encompass part of this also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it will definitely flood there substantially times what we have. on higher ground. Our routine is to give So I, I, I guess we can talk at a later date at, at, during our capital uh, meeting, um, our five-year capital plan uh, about the project and, and if that's the way council, uh, mayor and council want to go with it. But we want to make sure we can put something there. Now, Greg, what about the dumpster issue on South Street? Um, will the site be able to handle yeah, those? I don't know how many that are there because I think we have a couple different types of dumpsters we have to put on site. It can handle a certain number. Of, I just have to work out with Dave what the rep repetition is of how fast and often those have to come out of there. But we have storage ability because between the pump station and the river, there's going to be a large area there. And then on the east side of the existing pump station, and south of that, that, that area, that whole corridor there, there's about 25 foot of strip of land that we could put various different things and a dumpster could be one of them. But I just have to work out how often you have to get in there because logistically getting in and out of there is going to be more of a problem than a than storage room. Any questions, anybody? No. And at the next council meeting, I'll bring in, once I work out this thing with JCP, I'll bring in a footprint of what I'm proposing to building with the okay. driveway locations and with more these storage areas also. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, so we're on to see both our chiefs are here. We have uh, Chief Freeman and Chief Murphy. Okay, that's right. Okay. So uh, would you like to kick it off, uh, Brett? All right. right. Please, Chief wins. No problem. If Brett, do you mind coming up to the Sure. <laughs> I'll make this kind. 
Good morning, Good morning everybody. Good morning. So just uh, last month, some of the calls we had, obviously lots of alarms, disorderly conducts, DWIs, fraud, bad checks, credit cards, mental, emotional, suicidal people, property disputes, 155 motor vehicle stops with summonses issued. We have warrants, arrests, we have thefts. So it was a pretty busy month last month for some interesting things that happened. Couple things I do want to go over at executive session just for a few minutes. Um, some of the things we are working on, new fuel tank in the back to replace that portable one we have there. We got that portable one through Liso during Sandy. It's ready to fall apart. Um, the GIF doesn't like it. I've already got a few prices. We'll just split the cost with ourselves, the beach, and OEM, because we need that especially for the summer, we have to fuel everything off. Um, street lights, every single one of them was called in again. Did you get our fax and email from Sean Morelli? He is working on that. Um, a couple of things we have going, um, I know they put the pedestrian crossing, most of the pedestrian crossing signs are at Jack. They were at replacing the other day, the DOT, the signs. Oh, okay, I thought you making reference to that. Yeah, well, they, I know they put a whole bunch of the signs out, and obviously we're working on the parking situation um, specifically. I know it's down the road, but losing that Church Street lot is what I'm worried about the most because that offsets a ton of cars. Um, other than that, we are in the process of looking to hire a new police officer, which is taking a little bit longer because we want to make sure we find the right candidate to replace it, and we don't really have the farm team like we used to have. We used to have a ton of specialists to choose from. We're just not having it um, anymore. I know that's just a couple things I wanted to touch on in executive session. Does anybody have any questions? Yeah, yeah, the one we went over there, remember they put the signs up, they had the pictures of all the signs they put up. That was it. We have to leave with them on this. Yeah. Chief, just one thing. I know we talked about this in the past. If we have a farm team problem, we are we have been proactive we've been doing some recruiting we have uh, ads and a couple online law enforcement looking for jobs we have some of our guys are going to the schools really working with the vocational school too to get more people in but they're just we're just not getting the applications and the people that are getting as soon as we train them they're getting scooped up yeah. by other departments full-time so it's not a seat right issue it's just a basic law enforcement thing in general. Yeah, we just want to make sure that the small farm team eventually turn into a hole, and then we have to aggressively do something different. Oh, we're doing it, yeah, we're doing the best we can. Are we're trying to what you're doing is going to close it. I am always confident in what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> you know what, it's just, you have to walk it. If you have to adjust people to go to certain areas, some things over are more important than other things. You've got to take and choose the priorities. Okay, my only point is, public. if you think we have to do something to be more proactive, let's talk about it so okay. we can support you. Yeah, I think we should chat. Yeah, we got it. It's just, like I said, we just have never, ever been in a situation where we just, the departments in the area are not getting the applications and whether it's, Monmouth Beach has nobody for next year. They're hurting. Long Branch is down. Now, you know what Mike Baskin said, he's down 16 openings over there. Yeah. So we get it. Um, that's it. No, any questions? And it's just a couple things at executive session. We'll be talking on that in Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Oh, great. You want to go down the park? Yeah, hold on.
Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Just want to give an update on the parking. So uh, the Superior Court signed off on our fee schedule. So I anticipate that will be entered by Carroll into the AOC any day now, and we will be up and running for our new ordinance and our new fee schedule by the summer. That's it. Excellent. Yeah, it took a little while longer than we thought, uh, but it's it's happening. So, all right. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Months ago, a lot quicker than that. Um, January calls 28 for the month, which is average for an off-season month with no no weather events. Um, as you guys saw this week, we're doing our as you saw back here our uh, preventative maintenance on the free fire trucks. Um, that's running from Tuesday till tomorrow. Um, with that, I'll get a punch list of all the deficiencies on the on the fire trucks, which is something that we discussed during our budget meetings. Um, then I'll present that to council and, and to Mr. Baskin next week. Um, we finished our recertification process for the year. 49 people recertified, plus the two that I brought on last week at last week's meeting. Um, seasonal applications. We're at 12 right now. I'm probably going to cut that down a little bit. We're going to have to filter some of those out just solely because we don't have enough equipment to find out. Um, so, Probably in the next month or so, you'll see a resolution put forth for appointments on those guys. Um, aside from that, we're just getting ourselves ready, training up for the upcoming summer. You're upset that a fireman's fair, too. Rivera's over my shoulder. Oh, really? Uh, he's going to speak to the fair if you have any questions. Sure. Uh, that's his thing now. He's kind of taking it over from Steve. Okay. Steve will agree. So if you guys have any questions regarding the fair, he's up there. Thanks. You want to speak to it at all? I see you have the date. You said the date set for the fireman's fair. It's a couple weeks before Memorial Day. Charlie? Yeah, it's, uh, we're normally the weekend before, but um, between a parking and New Hampshire issue ride company, we decided to move it to the week before that, so we're now two weeks before Memorial Day. Um, same thing as always, just change the date. No, it sounds good. And, hopefully, and, hopefully, we're going to work for really helpful to our public works people too, Charlie. So thanks for that because uh, trying to get everything ready for this for Memorial Day and uh, putting the lot back together is always difficult. So thanks for uh, uh, expediting the one week prior. Thank you. We're just we're hoping for good weather. That's all. So if anybody's got contact, they can make the weather happen. We we'll appreciate it. It's all sweatshirts. We'll pass the resolution. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, guys. All right. Sure. Just a morning, Just a quick update. So far this year, the squad has responded to 24 different types of emergency medical situations. Um, zero missed calls. Five mutual aid requests have been answered. We have two projects that we're working on for the spring. One is the CPR class that we brought up at the end of the year. It'll be a community class, so the town will be invited at no charge. You know, only have to pay the five dollars, I believe, for the, the card itself, but it will certify you in CPR. And we are, with our medical director, working on a blood drive for the early spring as well. So those are the two projects that the squad's working with. Okay. Any questions for us? Very good. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. So, thanks, gentlemen.
We can go on to uh, our third item. So the Bureau's DOT has completed a, uh, a study of our uh, a survey of our uh, downtown um, crosswalk areas. They have a, there's a, you can read through it here, they have proposed improvements in there. And I spoke with the, our VA Joe about this and wanted to speak to some more detail, Joe. If you want to engrave yeah, it, mean, great me comment on it too. Sure. Um, it's been a couple of years since they came and did the uh, a survey of Seabright. Uh, I remember uh, a crew coming from DOT and others, uh, uh, Councilman Lamy and Councilman Keeler were there. Uh, they, they reviewed all of our mid-block crosswalks. This isn't just a project for Seabright. Uh, it's the entire state uh, that the DOT has done, the north region, the central region, which is us, and the southern region. So they did this, commission this study, and uh, they've enclosed what their, what their preferred alternative is um, for each of our mid-block crosswalks. Um, they, they include a lot of the things we wanted, but they also requested a meeting, well, they asked if we would like a meeting, and I assured them we would want to sit down with them and talk to them uh, in greater detail about it. Um, but as you can see, they're pretty inclusive. They're, they, they include the, uh, um, the, the electrified signs. They include some additional lighting, which I'm not sure what, what that does or how it's going to affect our current lighting. Uh, and, uh, and, and additional signage at each of our, our crosswalks. Um, so it, it accomplishes much. Uh, I've been told this is a conceptual plan only right now. Um, so as you know with the DOT, uh, especially that doing the entire state, um, it may be a while before we see the improvements, any improvements at all there. Um, it's not, I, don't, I, I don't get a feel from DOT that this is going to be a very fast, we'll do it by summer, summer or whatever year, I can't even pick. So, so if we have some comments, if, uh, if a committee would like to sit down with them, along with uh, me, Greg, and the chief about these, uh, I can arrange for the meeting. Uh, Vanessa is very uh, responsive uh, to, to our needs. Uh, she, she's the woman that is, uh, um, she's the regional coordinator for the project, for our region, and uh, she would put together a team to meet with us. I have spoken to them on several occasions about this, and I may be able to answer any questions you might have about it now, but that's what, that, that's just a, a, a broad brush of where we stand um, and the locations they, they want to approve. So, I definitely would like to meet with Jack is right for one. Um, 
The DOT is very reluctant to increase minimum level. They, they want everyone crossing at an intersection. Uh, you know that. They're, they're very reluctant to increase the number. But uh, let's take a run at it. I have uh, no problem with that. Yeah, and if you want to, just go ahead and reach out and see if you can put that thing together for everybody. So. I don't know. I've, 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 I've talked to the rest of Greg, I don't know if you have anything else on that. Any update? No, not this time. Okay. So, so you know, we'll get Greg involved, obviously, when, when they talk about design of this, uh, because that's not my wheelhouse. But um, they seem very responsive to us. They, they came in and did it. And it has to be two years, isn't it, John or Jack? Yes. Yeah, it's two years. Yes. Yeah, it has to be two years since we met with them. So uh, that's what I mean. It's not, uh, it's not like you speak, folks. So, but let's continue, and we'll set up a meeting with them. And I will uh, try to make it convenient for everyone that raised their hand. Hey, Joe, good morning. This is Irvin. Just a couple quick questions. So first of all, this is encouraging that we're hearing about some progress here. I know it's going to take time. But a couple things. One, um, I did look, I read the letter and I looked at the plans. And the, the mid-block thing is a bit confusing to me. Walking here this morning, for example, by Seabright Village, across from Chris's Landing, I think is what's there. There's a crosswalk that's heavily trafficked that was not on this list. Is it not considered mid-block because it's at the intersection of Village Road and Ocean Avenue? Basically, yes. That, when we walked it, they pointed out where the mid-block ones were, and there was confusion at the time of, wait a minute, this one looks like mid-block and that one don't. So they were going back to reconsider what they did. So clearly anything that has a traffic light is not viable. And anything, I guess, that's at the corner of a crossroad in Ocean Avenue is viewed as not a priority. It's strictly if it is not in an intersection that it's considered mid-block, and that narrows it down to five. So. Okay. Hey, Joe, the second question it's is, kind of is conceptually, where is the funding for this coming when this good thing happens? Uh, it, it's coming from the state, and it's uh, the, the, the infrastructure uh, bill that's, that's financing this. Uh, our, our uh, state's infrastructure allotment that they're getting out of uh, out of the federal government. Beautiful. And the last thing was when I looked at the plans, I mean the signage and the approach is very similar to what's already being done in towns around us. They may be paying for it by themselves, but the majority of those are done with solar and don't require powering. Is it your understanding that this is going to be electrically powered versus solar and that has impact on cabling and infrastructure and all that kind of stuff? I don't know the answer to that question. I'll get it for you. Okay, because as you drive around, I mean, this, these things are beautiful, right? You press a button, it triggers lights flashing, it's got a sign, and in most towns, and I've seen it in probably 10 towns now, it's driven by a solar battery, and it's on a pole that does not require any electrification. So I'm just curious about that, but thank you for your answers, Joe. Yeah, solar is electric. I mean, I mean powered by the power bank. <laughs> How do you make that? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. All right, so on to the next one. Should be a pretty easy one. It's just a 2023 sewage rate increase. We're kind of midstream on this. This was proposed a couple years ago by our borough auditor, uh, Bob Allison, just anticipating infrastructure increases and all that fun stuff. So they, so we didn't get it. We didn't get clobbered with one large increase. I think we broke up. Was it a five-year plan that we're in the middle of, Joe? It's about a four percent increase per year. And yes, sir. We're going to suffer. You know, we're going to support that again this year. 
So that's just the gist of that item. Joe, you have anything you want to add to that, or is that too much of a wrap? Yeah, that's it. I mean, uh, we have new members on the board, on, on, on but it is, as you said, it, it was a five-year plan. Uh, they did a presentation for us. They analyzed our financial and our, uh, you know, our surplus in sewer utility, and it, it needed help. And I think I've spoken to all of you about some of the deficiencies in our our our, our super, super utility surplus. And, and financing needs needs adjustment, and that's one of our our uh, chinks in our armor. So we're trying to bolster that, and this is the program that's supposed to do it. All right. Any questions? Anybody? It's pretty self-explanatory, but all right. So we're on to number five. I'm going to session with the 5G uh, uh, small node network. As you know, we've brought up in the past, essentially a general conversation between. Uh, going private for this versus, you know, rising. So the, there's some perks to, um, as you know, one vendor has suggested we bring them on board to, to kind of cite these places for us. There's some benefits to that. You can have more than one carrier. You have more control over where the sites go. Then, uh, and the other thing is if Verizon does it, that's fine. They would handle the whole thing, but then it would only be, these polls will only be dedicated to Verizon and so forth. So. Um, I mean, we're going to have a I guess, upcoming uh, resolution, Joe. And so essentially, I think Rich, do you want to? You've been doing some research on this, Do you want to speak to that for a while? Well, sure, man. I can tell you the status on some of the the interplay with the the, the entities that are interested in doing this. Um, there was a meeting uh, in December with Verizon and borough representatives, at which time the uh, representatives from Verizon indicated they wanted to present. <coughs> A revised ordinance, revised from the ordinance the borough did. Um, it's more in keeping with their vision, um, which they did just recently. Um, and um, I'm going to, so we have that. We've been looking at it. Greg and I are actually going to meet about it tomorrow. We have a tentative meeting scheduled for Verizon, a Zoom meeting the, uh, for next Wednesday. That hasn't been confirmed yet. Uh, so we're going to go over our concerns. Um, about that, or our questions and or concerns about that. And when we have that narrowed down, we're, we'll go back to Municite and, um, and see what they have to say about it so we can get everyone's um, concerns heard. That's where we stand with, the, with those folks. All right, so there, Rich. Any questions for Rich? Anybody? No. All right, great. Thanks. Um, on to the uh, bulkhead ordinance update. And Greg, you want to speak to that one? Well, let me kick it off and then Greg makes the comments. Okay, a couple things. First of all, a lot of good progress since we last met. Greg's been very busy and him and I have met on the subject. Um, he's been in the process of doing an updated engineering and cost assessment for the bulkhead initiative. Um, some recent updates uh, as a result of looking at adding to the list either completely missing bulkheads where they don't have them at all or if they're too low. Previously, we put our focus on damaged bulkheads that needed to either be repaired or replaced. So as Greg looked at the broader amounts, particularly in North and South Beach, the number of affected properties and the cost associated with them, with them have gone up significantly. So that in no way precludes the potential benefit of actually doing the project, but we're sort of revisiting the approach that we would take in those two areas, predominantly because in North Beach and South Beach, the primary flood in particular, like the 23 December storm that we had, was driven by check valve deficiencies. 
downtown, it was driven by the fact that the water just was high. And it came over the over the bulkheads, up the streets. I took I walked the town, I took some pictures, and a lot of people did as well. But in that refinement that Greg is doing, it looks like there is a very viable opportunity of, as we talked about in the past, doing a phased approach with potentially downtown first. And it could alleviate a lot of the problems once the check valves are fully installed in the north and south beach. And this approach, if we decide to go ahead with it, could very significantly change the flooding risk and potential within the town. So Greg is in the middle of that right now. We'll talk a little bit more about it in a minute. Um, the other thing that we want to remember is we have the very significant benefit of complementary projects that are going on right now. Specifically, the Haven project, which is about 800 foot of bulkhead overall. The planning board approved that project this past Tuesday night, and they're going to be putting a high integrity bulkhead in for a lot of that. Just north of that, JCPNL has applied for a permit to put in a bulkhead as well. And when you look at what's happening at the bridge right now, with the bulkheading they're doing there, it's estimated that in the town, to protect downtown, we have about 2,500 linear feet of bulkheading that would be required. And over 1,000 of that is already being taken care of by the Haven, JCPNL, and the bridge work itself. So that leaves us with a relatively small portion which Greg is looking at and refining and will ultimately bring forward to us an understanding of what the cost and implications of that could be. So in my mind, um, although there's a, a, a revelation that if we tried to bulkhead the whole town, the cost is more than we originally anticipated because the prior TNM evaluation did not look at bulkheads that were high integrity but too low or cases where people didn't have bulkheads. It looked at damaged ones that had to be repaired in place. But having said all of that, once the check valves are in and the bulkhead approach that Greg is looking at right now, I think could fundamentally change the flooding risk of the town. Something like happened on the 23rd, I think we could protect against. The Sandy, obviously not. That's a different ballgame. But if we can get 80, 85% of this protected through, I think, reasonably good measures, I think it's certainly worth considering and more to come on that. Greg? Yeah, since the last meeting, what we've spent time doing was we wanted to check the elevations of most of what we've done. Missing bulkheads and elevations of what is out there. So that's kind of the data that we've got. We just finished doing all the survey work last week. We're collating that all together now. Met with Irvin the other day. Have a basic understanding of what I just, we're finalizing a report that shows exactly the property locations and elevations of each associate. And that's what we're going to refine the cost for the north, south, and downtown area. And at the same time, right now, we're looking at Isolating, we talked before about isolating instead of three projects. So that's what I'm trying to do right now is how we isolate to make sure that just because we put a bulkhead downtown, we aren't protected from the north and south side. I know we're protected on the north from the bridge, that's elevation 10, that crossing the approach up to the bridge. So that's not it's not going to flow over the top of that unless you get a sandy event, but we're not looking at that. But the south end is what I'm worried about. We're just trying to figure out how we would isolate the north, the south project from the downtown project and not have all that for us next month. So that's good for you. Yeah, long work in progress. Yeah, exciting. And yeah, all eyes on phase one. Yes. I mean, that one's yes. First and yeah, we all well, we said before, like, you know, we, even if we have all of our bulkheading in place, we're nowhere going to prevent probably an Irene or a Sandy. But that being said, you know, the nuisance flooding that we've had for as long as I've been alive, you know, so it'd be nice to get rid of, you know, probably 90 plus percent of the flooding events downtown. Yeah. Statistically, that's what we're looking at. 80% of them would be going. Yeah, 20% high storms that we can't prevent. But even with this system, it would still give us a higher level of protection because it's not going to flood until it gets above that. Yeah, so and, and by then you know. Yeah, you have your option. That would probably be, you know. Yeah. Yes, I have a question. 
uh, the materials they're using would be galvanized steel or they're talking vinyl? No, we're proposing vinyl. But anywhere, anybody that's putting in a recommended nickel vinyl, obviously they can do what they want. But we, our project would probably recommend vinyl just for the cost factor. So, question on the Haven with that approved this week? Knowing that they were going to break it in, they were also going to break it into phases with phase one being the bulkhead. Is there any idea in terms of time frame of when they what, would well, begin? When we would do something? No, like, no, then. Well, their original intention, Heather, was they wanted to break ground this spring. Okay. Um, and as you know, they're behind, running behind yeah. because of everything that's happened. Yep. Um, I know you had to leave during the meeting, yeah. but, but based on what was discussed there, I think optimistically they would not be starting the project before sometime in the summer. Okay. And they, as they indicated, uh, their first priority would be bulkhead. Yeah. And I mean, that doesn't change the dynamic for us, but what we'd love to do is come forward with a resolution ordinance and everything that supports a complementary effort that would run up to that. Sure, right? Because that would be part of if they're coming back next month and there would be the timeline. The check valves come in at X date, the haven comes in, potentially. <laughs> you gotta give it like a big yeah, I think I think we're lucky that you know this is it'll probably come together right around the same time as we're buttoning up all the public and private ones downtown. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know who's gonna win the race first, but I don't think they'd be lagging behind too far. They may they they probably I would be surprised if they finished the bulkhead before we do all of our yes. phase one bulkheading. So I think we're in good shape with mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, they, they really have to secure the property from step one no matter what, really get for the bulkhead up. <laughs> They're not going to probably do all the rest of their construction without a bulkhead out of the So it should work out pretty good. Yeah, I think yeah. the timing will work out. Yeah. Better than them not having approval and us trying to start having right. to get exactly. the middle because without everybody there in the whole section, the one piece is useless. Mm -hmm. so the, 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 the other thing we did mention in this, I mean, this almost to me seems like a perfect alignment of positive events between what's happening there. Our, our consideration of this, but also the pump station is a big deal too. Mm -hmm. Because that pump station will deal with water runoff, stormwater runoff, and get it off. Because if you build an outside wall and, and it rains and you can't get the water out, you have a problem. Yeah. So the additional pump stations, I think, are going to help tremendously also. Okay. So that, that, that domino has to fall for us to be invited. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Thanks. All right. More progress. I think probably right away, they, they, it's just to be on the next agenda to approve the Junior Lifeguard Program 2023 fee. Pretty much $250 per session. It's been successful in the past. Mm -hmm. they, you know, Donnie and company have it down to a science. Very successful. They sell that out every year. So They did raise the fee, but it now includes their rash guard shirts or that. something. That's huge. So. <laughs> It's smart. Include, yeah. And the pizza parties at the end of the week. Yeah. Should, you know, <laughs> helpful. It's really a nice, successful program. It's a great, it's a great program. program. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be on the next agenda. I don't think anybody's going to take issue with that. Any questions at all? <laughs> no. Um, going on to summer. Yeah, so as the chief touched on already, we're losing our, you know, uh, riverfront lot there that we've been lucky enough to have for a number of years. So, the, the, you know, the bar just wants us to. Uh, answer whether or not we're interested in pursuing the old school lot, which is of course on the rivers, everyone knows where the school is, was. So, you know, do, you, do we want to ask Joe and company to talk to the owners, see if they're interested in doing a summer rental for us for parking, or do we want to avoid it since it's a side street? Personally, the other one was side street, so I don't see a difference. Um, but anyway, that's all that is. Like, do we want to authorize them to have that discussion with the the owner to see if they're interested in allowing us. I don't know how many park. We don't know how many parking spaces. It's not going to be as big as the other one, 
but midsummer or any time of summer, it's better than nothing. So, anyone have any objection or anyone approve that? Mayor, this is effectively looking at a model similar to what's on the lot next to the Manhattan, or is this yep. for public, for, for employee parking? It's employee parking. Employee parking. Okay. Joe, correct. Employee parking? Absolutely. Yep. Uh, uh, replacing the employee lot, uh, as you said, uh, it's smaller than the existing one, so we have to operate in a, in a fashion that, you know, the employees are not guaranteed a spot, but I think we can get a sufficient number over there. If, uh, and to limit to limit the, the 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 personnel from driving there, we would have a, an in and an out on the two different streets. So you know, one street and in, and one street and out. River is uh, is uh, there's a traffic light there, so probably better to come out of River Street uh, in on South Street. But I wanted to run it by council, you know, mayor council before I even approach the owner. Um, you know, with, a, with our idea of, uh, of utilizing it, you know, uh, as a substitute for South Street, because it's done. I don't know, I mean, I personally don't know if you're successful. I don't know they're interested, but I wouldn't have any opposition to it. I don't know, anyone on council have an opinion? No, other than the Haven has a piece of land there that's empty that may not be part of their initial, maybe the, if one doesn't have interest, the other one may. It seems like you might need to do more than one. One? <laughs> because... We're going to run out of lots pretty soon. I know. We only <laughs> have a couple. Temporary. I know. Yeah. We need a bigger town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the only challenge, because it is downtown, is you're going to have a lot of people thinking it's a parking lot, right? It's easy enough to enforce. Yeah, it is. You just take it up, yeah. right? So, <laughs> so yeah. Joe, what you're describing is it would, the, somebody going in would not go all the way down that, the side street, which would be good for the residents not right. to have that traffic. Mm -hmm. They would pull right into that lot and then they would exit without really going down much of the side street. Right. Uh, you put the entrances at the, uh, as close to the beginning, yeah. right? And then yeah. you could. Oh, Joe, just want to make sure. Everyone yeah. Doing his due diligence, he wanted to make sure that we were not opposed to it. So yeah, Joe, I think you have the green light to start that discussion. Thank you. I wish you luck. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, let's see. Next up is another, uh, which is going to you want to renew the shared services with Highland regarding street sweeping, it'll I believe be on the next agenda. I don't see why we wouldn't, but nonetheless, it's not if anyone wants to discuss it or have questions. Joe, do you know of any problems with it? Um, I, I, I guess I would ask Dave and Rob more than me. I, I haven't gotten a complaint about it. We all know the, the nature of these street sweepers are, you know, to make, I hate to say it, to make nice straight piles of the of the dirt. I mean, they're not overly efficient, you know, they're mechanical units and uh, they're, 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 if, if the police aren't enforcing, which they are, you know, they go around and we have some problems there, but uh, I don't know of any problem um, administratively with, with Highlands. It's a, you know, we kind of barter uh, some of our lifeguarding in, in Highlands with this project. It helps both them and us not having the actually generate the dollars it's a swap of services to a certain degree they do pay us because the lifeguarding is more than the uh tree sweeping but but dave or rob might know or any of you that live there obviously you know uh, if there's a problem but i i have not gotten complaints council dave you aware any yeah. problems brian and i talked about it during the last big storm when i tried to get them to come in 
through the streets after we picked up the park after the party, and they were too busy taking care of their own stuff, so they couldn't make it. So with that, I called CNL to see if I could get them in, because normally when we had a contract with them, they wouldn't come in and help us out. We had so you're losing that service, you know, to try to tidy up the streets. Yeah, would you that yeah, so, so would you recommend we still nonetheless stick with the shared <laughs> services or anything is too problematic? Are you okay with it as is? Yeah, I'm okay. I, okay. You know, only thing I can maybe try to work something out with CNL, but it may cost a little bit extra, you know. Yeah, for emergency time? Yeah. Back exactly, up. Exactly. Okay. We'll do I, that. I'll, I'll work on that. Alright, thanks, Dave. Yeah. Alright, thank you. Alright, the next two are pretty much uh, related. Uh, we've discussed in the past, I know about Basmar CFO has worked on this, making some uh, modifications to the purchase uh, manual update, including, uh, you know, council having to sign up on vouchers. Um, let's see. I don't, there's, it's gonna be on the next agenda, so I don't know, it's just to adopt the, uh, the updated uh, manual. I don't think anybody has any questions, or Joe, anything else we need to cover on that? I know we've kind of discussed it already. But um, there'll, be a, there'll be a change that we, we do not currently have a QPA, so there, the, the QPA won't be responsible for that. Mike's made some changes on that. When we get a QPA, we'd love to have one um, that we can afford. And uh, when, when the QPA is in place eventually, uh, we will include that in the manual. Um, and the claims approval will be amending that chapter about the process by which uh, we approve uh, uh, approval of this. Um, that's all I have. Sounds good. All right, I guess anyone have any comments? We'll see you on the next agenda. Oh, great. Sure. Uh, I have some other additional item. Yeah. Just a reference that Joe and I met with the Smiths and 620 Ocean Avenue about the bulk of their third check valve. Mm -hmm. They seem to come around. So we've got, we seem to have that worked out. I oh, great. Set the plan to DOT for their comment. Uh, the alignment is it works now. They just want an extra mantle to keep it set up on an angle at the rear of the property, slug this property line. The only thing we have to work out is how it ends in the water. Okay. I think it has to end with a pipe crib. DOT right now has it in there as a uh, splash block. Your brush across the beach. The Smiths are not in favor of that. So that seems to be the only thing to work out. And once that's done, we're ready to go on that. Right, thanks, Rick. That's good news. That's very good. Do they awesome. approach you on that? No, we've been chasing them for about a year. Oh. Yeah. They've had a pretty good change of heart since the last time I met them. Because, yeah, they're going to the storm, man. Because uh, last time they were emphatically the only way of doing this. This time, all they wanted to do was if you could just hug it to the property line as close as possible to come through the beach, they seem to be a receptive. So. Mayor, if I could ask a quick question. So the existing check valves that are going in, the ones that have been delayed, um, and then on top of that, the ones that the state have responsibility for. What, what's the status of the ones that we can install? Oh, we got three of them in. Still waiting for the last two. So we put three. We got three of them in, Dave. Yeah, two on on River uh, Street, one on South Street, the other ones on Beach and Center. Yeah. So, so we're waiting for two other check valves that we can install. We can't install them. No, they install them off the barge. No, no, no. I mean, the, we, it's not for, state. For yeah, it's for ours. Yeah. yeah. We still have two, two more have to be Okay, so that's a total of five. Yeah, three out of five are That we have responsibility for. And then there are ones that the state has. Two that the state has. You just gave us an update, positive update on the north side property. Do you have any feel for when it's likely that those two will be installed? 
I know that they want to do this before they do the paving because obviously there's some street improvements that have to do with the drainage. You know, they have to put a, a backhoe for better manhole in where they want to site the, the backhoe for better stuff. So that has to happen before the paving. I know they want to do the paving probably this year. So I would tend to say this all should happen this year once we get this final domino video on this one. Okay. And Dave, the, the remaining two we have one, do you think they'll be in these? Well, it's been a tough slot with these people. I've been going at it for months. You know. What's your best estimate? Hopefully by spring, by April, maybe. Of, of this year? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Spread on every page. Is that we can know what the start up and finish lines are in town? Are they going to skip around the bridge? Yeah, that, that all has to be worked out because the timing, they haven't even set their schedule yet. They okay. just, we know what's on their schedule. Okay. But I told them the bridge is holding it up and the backboard better for really holding it up. Because they certainly didn't want to pave it and have to come and rip open the street right where we did that. So I know this is kind of probably good news to them too. Just the, the bridge, that section of Ocean Avenue, that's, that's. Yeah, they won't do that whole area. Okay. So I will, hopefully, I mean, I don't know if we want to ask them. Well, I'd rather let them set their schedule instead of us. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Rick. I have a question. Greg, the, the water that's puddling up at the north end, I, I looked at the other day, it looks like that water's coming from above the curb, right? Are we looking at where it's coming from versus where it's ending up? Yeah, it's, it's actually coming up between the pavement and the curb. It bubbles up right there. And I was looking at it, I kind of keep an eye on it. It seems mostly further in high tides, I think it's a tide thing. Really? Yeah. Just with all the rain that we had prior to that bubbling up there, the ground was saturated, so when the tide comes up and pushes that water, just to be able to push out there. But as things dry out, that should subside. It, it hasn't seemed to dry when I, I looked oh. at it. The, even on the blacktop in the parking lot is wet. Oh. It looks like it's coming towards the sewer plate, but no? It, it, well, the, problem, the, the biggest problem we have here is a low spot in the pavement. So it's essentially a bird bath. Again, if it rained, it would puddle there until this would be dry. And that also makes it look bad because I've seen it the manhole right there. Right. So everybody your first off is bowling out the manhole. But we checked the manhole is that that manhole is in bad shape or it can be at that replaced because the interior is eroded away so the wall thickness is pretty thin. But it's not coming from inside the manhole because that flow is all low and it's bubbling up at the curb level that the flow in the manhole is down three feet. Right. So <coughs> there's no way that pressure. Plus there's no evidence of it. It would smell the sewer. Right. Yeah. No. It's definitely groundwater. Yeah, there is no odor. It just looks like there's a, I don't know, I'll call it a clean out. There's a little cap and that's wet. It looks like it's it what's be. feeding. Yeah, right. it looks like to be a water break. I know the water company is out there looking at it. Uh, the other thing we didn't do was test the water to see if there's plumbing. See what it was. But yeah. they did all their testing on the line and they found the water. Because that was our. Three, three, that was our first instinct too, that it was coming out of nowhere like that all of a sudden popping up is kind of strange. Yeah. Uh, you know, the last storm, who knows what happened, there might have been something that was eroded away from the last storm, and now that's uh, it's a path. the water to come under the high, high tide. It's a weak spot, right, you were saying, right? Yeah. So, so in many ways, cascading in, right, from the walls, we saw that too. Yeah. Into our sewer system, which is costing us money on it. Back and I guess we would have the Maybe you can move to Ohio. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Actually, just about a week ago. Yeah. Bad timing. Bad timing. <laughs>
Hey, if I could ask a quick question. The resident approached me about understanding uh, uh, water quality in town, the water that, that we provide to the town. Do we, uh, how, what is our methodology by which we're comfortable with water quality is what it needs to be? I don't know if that's for Joe, Dave, or Greg, or who it's for, but do we, get, do we get data from whoever provides the water, American water, on its content, its frequency of testing, and stuff like that? If our residents ask us, why are we confident the quality of our water is high? What is our answer? City water. Yeah. 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 They have to put it out there by law. Yeah, right. They have to test, I believe, it's on a monthly basis. Yeah. And if you want the results of their testing, yeah. you can call them up, and their PR system, their PR department will send them the test results. And you know, it has great comments on all the, you know, things that are in, you know, the chlorine, you know, and it has everything. Do we ever see that data, or only if we ask for it? Only if you ask for it. Yeah. And we know that we're, it's good. Well, I know they get rid of it. Yeah, they would have to tell us if it yeah. wasn't. Right. Yes. I just want to be able to answer the question. Right? Yeah. I, w I would tell you this. I wanted to test the water because of something that was going on. And I brought it to the pool place over uh, by the mall. And he said, this water's excellent. He says, there's nothing to be concerned with. So he told me if I wanted to bring it regularly, I could. But at that point, I decided it's not not worth it. That so right through yeah. yeah, they don't trust them. Well, I think the most important thing is just the, the flushing of the lines. That's yeah. generally, you know, the caping and the metal lines on the inside. As long as they're flushing lines, I know they're pretty regimented on that before they do that. That's the worst enemy you would have because that just gives you the kind of content up in your water. But other than that, they're working pretty safe. So we can say with confidence to our residents that we're comfortable with the quality of the water. Yeah, I would. Okay, thank you. If I remember after Sandy, there's one fellow, we had limited access to water here and there was like one essentially I forget where we had like a few hours day but one guy could come in with like five gallon drums and he was convinced that Seabright water, you know, was, know. It was like a miraculous spring water and <laughs> he was yeah, he was delirious but like really he's like, This is the best water ever, you know, he's like had like medicinal perp and I'm like, that's city water. It was pretty funny. I still it was a unique time. I, I don't remember that one. Oh, I, I remember that. Yeah, you remember him? Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, he was very convincing. <laughs> but, uh, all right, uh, let's see. Thanks, guys. So we have five upcoming resolutions you can take a look at. We have the next agenda. And then as discussed at the last council meeting, anyone who would like to comment on their 2023 plans and priorities for their committees, if you want, we can start maybe, since Jeff's online, hey, Jeff, you got anything to say? You want to kick it off? Yep, I can, uh, I can do that. Hope you guys hear me okay. Yep. Um, and uh, really, as far as my uh, insurance grant, our budget team continued to, to work with Mike Bathroom uh, and his team. Uh, we obviously had some, some, some challenges to deal with. Um, we got to the arrested in various departments, uh, police, fire, elsewhere looking for resources. Uh, you know, again, balance the need to provide first responders and appropriate support, et cetera, uh, along with, with uh, making sure that we're fiscally responsible. So that, that's always a, a point of uh, So we will continue to, to, to move forward on that. I would like also to report that, that there has been initial good progress on our, on our grant um, uh, program. Uh, as we have uh, 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 retained the Millennium uh, uh, strategy, uh, to help us, uh, you know, uh, curate and, and, and look at various grant opportunities. Uh, that is the first meeting or two that has gone well. Uh, and, and again, we're looking 
ability to find resources uh, in, in that in regard. So um, I think that those are really our two uh, things that, 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 that we focused on this year from a finance perspective. I also think it attends uh, the, the shifts and the Jeff, we lost you. Exactly. <laughs> we can't hear you, Jeff. Yeah, Breaking up. My fault. You can't hear me? No. Now we can. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Okay. Well, that's the one that I'm talking about. But, 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 you know, I, I uh, was just saying, I, I, I went to the uh, the GIFs uh, annual training uh, for municipal officials. Uh, we'll get a small credit uh, on our Council committee period. If he has anything to add to Beach and so forth. Um, anybody any questions for Jeff? No. All right, thanks again, Jeff. Uh, who's next? Thank you. I'll go next, Mayor. Um, so, administration shared services on that committee are John and Jeff and myself. We met on January 31st and talked through the priorities for 2023. Uh, we have three of them that we identified. The first and Clearly, our highest priority is to develop, propose, and implement a new bulkhead improvement ordinance. Uh, we just talked about that. A lot of good work was done last year. We want to continue on that. Uh, in, in our view, there's five elements of making that happen. Number one, we have to complete the engineering cost assessment. Greg's in the middle of that right now. Um, the second is we've got to review and recommend a potential assessment and financing model. Mike Baskin is working on that. Um, we also have to review and assess any legal, regulatory, or access issues. That would, that would affect our ability to move forward. We don't want to do the engineering work, do the financing work, only to find out that we have other things that would block us from doing it. So we want to include that in the review as, as well. Um, as part of that, ultimately, we would update and approve a new ordinance that would describe how we were going to implement this and the responsibilities of the property owners. And hopefully, if all goes well, actually launch the project with financing this year and make it complementary to the other work that's going on. And that would be a major step forward in our minds. Item number one. Item number two is an interesting one. Um, I call it developing a long-term view on municipal staffing plan. Um, there's a couple reasons we want to do this. First of all, we have a number of our very capable workers who are not that far from retirement. So we have to understand and develop plans for succession as required. We don't want to have it happen to us. We want to manage our way through that effectively. So we've already started some discussions on that, on succession planning. Um, we also want to look at determining whether or not there's potential alignment expansion or consolidation of positions over time. If you do this thoughtfully over a period of time, it actually creates the opportunity for some efficiencies, some improvements, whatever the case may be. So laying that out and then ultimately proposing and gaining approval for a multi-year plan to do that. This is something that happens over time. It doesn't happen in a given year. Since administration also has personnel responsibility, we identified that as an area of focus. And Joe is well coordinated with what we're doing here. The third item, which we always do, is continue to identify shared services opportunities for efficiency improvements or potential cost savings. We do a number of that now, but it doesn't mean we're done, and we'll continue to look for that. And something that came up, the last item I'll say that came up during our meeting uh, was, and, and th this may ruffle some feathers a little bit, I apologize, 
uh, but to conduct a cross-department assessment of township vehicles to verify that we have what we need collectively. Each one of the departments has those. Uh, they use those appropriately, but we want to take a look at holistically the number of vehicles, the type of vehicles that we have in the town to determine is it the most cost-effective and efficient way of having a whole motor pool for the purposes of use by the municipal team, the fire department, EMS, police, and all of that kind of stuff. So those are the four mayors that we're going to be working on this year and look for the support of the council and the professionals. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. Um, anybody next? Oh, I, I'm sorry. I should say one other thing. I had a note here. Um, we, you, if you remember our last meeting, we also had a discussion about looking at our smoking ordinance mm -hmm. um, and taking a look at that. Uh, we don't want to necessarily react to individuals in town. We want to look at this appropriately. So this afternoon at 2 o'clock, we're holding a meeting to discuss this, uh, evaluate alternatives, make a recommendation to the mayor and council. Uh, Richard, uh, the chief, will be there. Uh, Joe will be there. Sam was invited. Heather was invited. Um, anybody else that's interested to be part of that conversation, we'll be talking about it today at 2 o'clock in, in the municipal conference room. Thanks. Thanks, sir. Kathy, you're getting ready to go. Yeah, just... Uh A couple of things I want, to, I want to focus on, working with the police chief on this, is uh, safety issues and uh, traffic related. And uh, one, I'll just list a couple of things we have here. Delivery truck double parking on Ocean Avenue in the center of town. Uh, I've seen several close calls with that. I'm just working with the chief and Jim to come up with any resolutions improvements while on that particular factor. Um, we talked about the timing of traffic lights as far as pedestrian crossings, something I know you checked on and working on that also. Um, and we didn't get the uh, DOT on these uh, lighted crosswalks, which would be, uh, again, I want to focus most importantly on at the foot of the Highlands Bridge. That, uh, that situation is very dangerous. You know, the very busy restaurant and the uh, heavy duty trucks that go in the back for the commercial chipping and the new condominium complex right there. So there's a lot of pedestrian activity and vehicle activity right at the foot of the bridge. And we have people coming down from the bridge at 45, 50 miles an hour and there's not much time to react. So working with the DOT, and trying to work to see if we can coordinate also with the uh, Sandy Hook administrator, see if uh, they'll go along with us on a lot of recommendations on making these improvements. So see how that goes. But that, from a safety perspective, I think the biggest threat or, or cause for concern is at the foot of the Highlands Bridge. Um, the second one we want to focus on working with John on this is the alleyway behind the storefronts in, uh, in the center of town. As, uh, we have to improve one way or another, we have to improve accessibility, especially for emergency responders. If anything happens in the way of a fire, the alleyway right now, if you were a fireman and you had your gear on, you could not get past the uh, telephone pole fencing and stuff. So that has to be addressed. And I know John's been working on this and we'll uh, well, I hate to go the legal route, but we may end up doing that. Um, another area of focus is 
most especially in the summertime, is bike riding related. We have, and I can't count the number of close calls I've seen, but we have, especially youngsters, many of them coming over from Rumsen, over on the bridge, and they're not wearing helmets, they're not, they don't have reflective gear on, they don't have lights, and they're coming over and they're cutting in and out and they're doing this and doing that. And I think we have to work again with the chief and see what protocols we can come up with and put in place. And I was thinking maybe we can talk to the Rumson people, because a lot of these young fellows coming over here are from Rumson. And we can work out something, work through the schools with a notice or send out a letter to the residents just to, uh, I, I think we're very fortunate we didn't have any serious bike accidents. We did have several where people were not over, but nothing serious. And that bike related is a, is a serious matter for us. Um, and uh, the, uh, Chad, Chad mentioned this turnout. We have a couple of things with the fire department on turnout here. Um, we have so many, I don't want to use that term. We have a number of volunteers coming in from out of town. Very happy to have them coming on board, but we don't have enough turnout here. And we're borrowing some turnout here from other towns just to meet the needs so these fellows can actually go out on a fire call. So that's uh, uh, top of my list here with working with Mike Paskin. Um, and as I mentioned, they're doing the repair work on that ladder truck. Um, but the lifeguard, I mean, with the first aid squad, again, very pleased with the, with the uh, number of calls that they're making. And uh, it's a major improvement. Last year it was over 300 calls. Um, but they have a need for a uh, power lift stretcher because we have uh, stand manual lift stretchers. And talking to the GIF, they've had a number of incidents where either first aiders themselves have been injured in back or shoulder, or the patient they're carrying uh, they have a problem because they, they, they sort of semi-drop the stretcher because of the lift weight of it. And the obesity factor now, as you read in the newspaper, is going up and up and up. And uh, those are the same very people and most likely to have a problem with their <coughs> their health. So the powerless stretcher would be a major safety improvement. Uh, and again, we have the backing of the JIF on that. Uh, one final thing on the court, talking around with the chief, we may want to consider a, uh, an assistant for our borough clerk, uh, for our court clerk. Um, we're working again with the chief and the court personnel there. In the summer months, um, they may get a bit overwhelmed. So that's a possibility to look at. Um, oh, one thing I did want to mention with the chief, and we talked about this. Um, we might want to consider, I think we should definitely consider a, maybe only part-time, but a clerk working in the police office to help relieve the paperwork load on the line officers. Many of the line officers are on duty. They spend literally hours doing the paperwork, a lot of it associated with the body cameras. Every one of those body camera films has to be reviewed and, uh, and put into catalog, catalogs, etc. 
and I know talking to the chief and to the individual officers, they spend an awful lot of time doing that. And maybe we could have, again, part time for the other part. Those are the points to work on. Them. Uh, we'll move through the committee and give a report as we move. Thank you. Is there a, if you look for an assistant, is there any way we can share with another panel? Well, certainly, we can try and look at that. Okay. But, uh, I'm told that there's no requirement for police background for that particular report. I'm going to pass the background check. Okay. Good. Thank you. Thank you, Chief, for the heads up on that. And again, I'm working with John on punch list. We have a couple of examples here but, uh, of overall things, not just police and safety, but overall punch list. And I'll get that to you and see if we get an agreement on the priorities we want to set. Thanks, Andrew. All right. Heather or John, who's next? Go for it. Just keep going. Okay, so this year I. I uh, have the pleasure of working with Public Works, and uh, I, I want to make sure I gain the trust and confidence of the team. So I want to make sure I'm going to be looking at, from my view, right, uh, how to maximize performance and efficiency, um, and make sure that our residents feel that we're getting the job done. So uh, I, I just identified a couple of objectives to look at the opportunities of the employees, of where we might have gaps, see if we need any training. I would like to ride along. I know Dave doesn't think that's you know, a great idea, but I want to get to know them and what makes them tick and how, how they see our town. I don't, uh, uh, to my awareness, most of them do not live in town. I think Joey's the only one. Um, and when they ride through, they may see it different than if they were walking a street to go get a, you know, uh, a, a soda pop. I uh, a couple of ride alongs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could have said yeah, that. He did. He, he goes along, no pencil pushers, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I actually offered that if there's something I can assist with, uh, I'll wear my council vest so that you know I'm allowed to be in the street or whatever. But yeah, maybe run over first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I want to figure out how we assess customer satisfaction. We had at one time that vendor come in that has a, a, a software application where the residents can subscribe and then send in their desire, right? There's a problem. Uh, um, and then we can track it, they give a dashboard. We can look at what's repeat offenders and then try to make sure we have uh, measurable uh, actions in place. And of course, to look at how we fund it, we have a, a large list that Dave and, and uh, Rob and Joe and I went over of uh, utility projects coming up and uh, we need to make sure they're funded and uh, Joe said we'll look at that in the five-year plan. So uh, I wanna make sure that we don't take our eye off it. We're always taking the quick hit that we gotta go do this now, but the long-term ones seem to fall aside sometimes. I just wanna make sure this focus. Um, so far, Dave has taken me out. We looked at a couple things. We looked at some check valves and uh, a couple other issues that we noticed in town. Um, I, don't, I don't want them to be jumping to my request. I, I'm not looking to request. I'm just bringing up ideas of how to look at it differently. Uh, the second item is the green team. I met with Michelle and we talked about it. Um, 
We're going to review the participants because I'm not sure they're all still engaged. Uh, we should be having a regularly, regular monthly meeting according to the program. We have some items that expired like the farmer's market so we really don't get any points there so we have to look for can we reinsert some things. Um, we'll, we'll identify new sanction opportunities if th that there makes sense to Seabright and work with the grant group to see are these effectual, right? So if, if the green team doesn't present us anything because our town is a little smaller than most that are doing this, um, what, what real involvement and what does it contribute back to the community? So we haven't had a meeting yet, but I talked to Michelle a couple times about it and we'll, she submitted our update for this year and now we'll see what they come back with and then we'll start the process. And the last one is beautification. Uh, the goal is to enhance the quality of life in our community through planning and management of our landscape assets. Um, only one member that's been on the team has signed up again to be with me this year. Uh, didn't hear back from everybody, but most said they couldn't do it. But uh, Frank Lawrence right away responded that he's involved and he will be the glue because he's been there, right? So we'll reestablish the team. Um, we'll establish some regular meetings. We'll gain agreement on desired projects and present them to the council and mayor. And we'll find out where we can get the money from, right? And we'll see if uh, we can get that going. And that's it for my group. Thanks, John. Hey, John, can I just ask, I know it's not cold, what's happening with the borough hall enhancement? Okay, so um, right now we're waiting on the weather. Um, the vendor that would do the repair work and painting um, said as soon as weather you know, is, is acceptable, he needs like three, four days of the same weather. So we'll see what happens with that. But we identified a problem on the back wall. Um, I had looked at it last year, there was some mold there. I had cleaned it with bleach and see what happens. But uh, Public Works opened it up this week and um, it's wet back there. It's not terrible, but... Is that the north or Oceanside? Oceanside. Um, right, I, I explained it. Sorry. What happened? Yeah, that was In the past. Yeah. I have a big concern about that. Yeah. What happened? They had to take down the whole back wall, structurally termites. It was I remember. Never rotted. It was horrible. Yeah, that's why I was wondering. It was, it was, it was, it was the same time. area. Yeah. Well, it was mitigated, but the area over towards where the window is, towards the bathrooms, uh, there's, there's some wetness there, and so it hasn't dried in a year. I doubt that it's going to dry. We need to figure that out before we start doing the outside, right? Yeah, we're, I know we talked about it in the past. Are we still considering putting uh, bathrooms outside that, like in that little area there? It, it's considerable, but it's, it's a big project. And when I looked at the plans, because actually we had the plans from yesteryear. Um, they, yeah, not towards. Uh, they go right to the curb. Um, it's, it's doable, it's, you know, how do we fund it? Um, and maybe this all plays in. We're gonna see what is causing this water. We're gonna have some good nasty weather the next couple of days. We'll take a look at yeah, that time. So when, so I didn't, I was going so the, with the latest issue, that's been remedied already or is it working? It's not remedied, it, it's right now we're observing, uh, but it is wet. We, we, uh, 
We did some uh, insect uh, protection, uh, but we didn't find insects, so it wasn't that. I'm just thinking, just in case we have to make any major remediation there or anything, but when it comes to the bathroom thing there. At the same time, yeah. right? And, and so goes the outside of the building, because that wall, if you look at the corner, it's open. Now, is the water getting in there and traveling? or is it coming from up above and traveling? We need to decide that and know it before he starts repairing that side of the building. Yeah, I, I recommend some kind of structural inspection just to make sure after what happened last time. Yeah, so we'll take a look at that. Okay. Yep, and, and uh, a neighbor of mine who's a artist has offered to help us with the painting. So she gave me more renditions of uh, perhaps the tower having some red stripes look like a lighthouse. And then she made a mural that she would be willing to paint free of charge along the facade where we need to repair that. So I shared some of them with Heather and I showed them to several of you, but um, we haven't decided. We're trying to use the colors that we have, uh, but also make them not look like there's something else, right? So we, we have some motion. Um, I'm pretty sure that the uh, contractor that uh, is going to do the work is the same person that does some about concrete curbs and all. So he's a known entity and he's been very responsive. Um, so hopefully in a couple of weeks we, we know what's going on with the water. We determine it's okay to move forward with the painting and whatever. And uh, we'll continue to make it. And uh, I've offered to Heather, you know, I'm second on the rec committee. So if she wants me involved in the rec stuff, we still have a lot of ideas of what we could do in that building. But overall, it's good. Don's got uh, some kids in there on Tuesdays and Thursdays right now doing a, a, a program. And uh, they're still playing pickleball. And uh, the seniors are still meeting in there. So it's getting some use, but we could do a lot more. It's, gonna, it's important to keep that sidewalk, some sidewalk on the east On the side. back. Yeah. Yeah, so that will make it tough with the bathrooms, but we're going to be open-minded and have yeah. how... Maybe you could enter from that way, and I don't know. We'll, we'll look at that. Let's figure out Building. our trouble now and see if we can get past that, because we weren't expecting that to be a problem, yeah. but um, no, they were kind enough to open the wall and see that it, it is wet. It's, it's not running, but we really haven't had a big storm no, in a no, little no, while. No, got it. Tomorrow or next day should tell us something. Yeah. Thanks, John. Um, so going into library, recreation, and public relations. So for the library standpoint, um, the group hasn't gotten together since the Fall Fest, so we are going to get together shortly and develop program recommendations given the endowment funding source that we have. So take a look at it, see what we have, see what would be beneficial to layer into the existing programs and potentially maybe look to introduce two new program programming opportunities for 2023. Also thinking about exploring the feasibility of an after-school tutoring program. So it could be guided by honor students from either Shore Regional, Henry Hudson, MAST. You know, we've got the, the buses come by, there's the bus stop, they could come off one day a week. We could just kind of figure it out and just see if it's worthwhile. Um, it would be also a way for honors kids to kind of use volunteer time opportunities that they need to clock in for high school and just sometimes give parents a little bit of relief with not having to do the homework with the kids and just having a you know kind of a focus and have kids kind of get together and that's the whole opportunity here really is like 
mingling, and it doesn't have to be just the public school kids, it could be private school kids. So we have children here, let's just find ways to kind of bring them right, together. Yeah. And also, remember, we have a great library, and there's opportunities to utilize it. Sure. Um, whether they have the book on the shelf or not, the books will come like any day from any other library outside. So just trying to find ways to bring more people and older children into. require uh, staffing, use that word? Not really, because you've got the librarians who are there and you've got the, the high school kids, you know, the honor kids that are coming. I'm sure we could get parent volunteers to come in and over, oversee yeah, it. Little rooms in there they could take advantage Absolutely, of Absolutely, definitely. So that's library. That's a little bit, you know, kind of smaller, but I think once we really understand the endowment funds, um, we can play around and figure out, you know, what programs are sticking. From a recreation standpoint, John just talked a little bit about the building, but 2023 is interesting because it's the first year in 12 years where the rec center will actually be open <laughs> the entire calendar year for residents. Where have you been? I know. So let's really take that as an opportunity and also test and learn and really figure out like what can it be leveraged for. So we really just want to be a place that's a provider of community play and active engagement. Um, we want to confirm existing and new appointments to the community advisory team, as you mentioned with your green team, where you know, there's new blood and additional people want to um, participate. So we're going to meet twice a quarter and we're going to have our first meeting the first week in March. Um, finishing the exterior renovations, which John just talked about. We want to flow in and evaluate new ongoing pro programming opportunities. So right now Don's got the basketball clinic, the, so the soccer clinics going. We want to also offer open space, like free time, come in, shoot hoops, whatever. Here's your block of time, you've got open space. Don and I were also talking about maybe bringing a STEAM program in in the spring. I mean, that's really highly active. All the schools are really introducing that program. It could also bring a lot of kids in. It could be fun days where you just have, you know, once a month, twice a month. Again, we're just kind of, what is that again? it's kind of like a, a science, technology, engineering, math, engineering, arts, art, math. math. They just do a lot of high touch kind of play. It could be build a rocket. Yeah, how do you identify that? What's the term? STEAM. STEAM. Those, both of those things, the library yeah, they and add arts. the arts felt excluded. <laughs> contribute towards green points. Right? Oh, okay. When you do education, like yeah, at the one time they did, the, they brought in the animals. Yeah. Uh, and somehow that gets your green points. There was a little <laughs> half point for the animals. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so again, the advisory committee will explore all those further. So we'll come through and we'll recommend and think about the different programs that would be great to bring into the rec center. Um, explore and select an online reservation system, and we want to integrate that into our website. We're looking to integrate that around mid-April. Um, it could be a little later, but that kind of is the goal. Yes, yeah, smart way to go about it. Mm -hmm. Kind of with this And we want to create a policy for non-resident use and enjoyment. So we know the pickleball folk are pretty you know, active. And yeah. so when you bring kind of like the Mammoth Beach pickleball people in, they start kicking out the seat. So we need to be very kind of <laughs> bring a friend, you know, open. But again, this rec center is really it's for It's more and more popular, isn't it funny? It is. And that's where maybe the EMS team may have to be on board. We might get up to like 10 more calls for the pickleball going on. Men's <laughs> basketball are interested again too. Okay. I saw people used to play years ago and they want to go get back well, then we will put you in here. They do. They love that the men's basketball league was great here every time. Well, I mean, it makes sense because volleyball is such a big yeah. thing. Um, okay. 
Heather, just a quick question. I yep. know last year John looked at the potential of having some sort of fee schedule around this, minimal fee, but something. Have we made progress in that? No, I, I haven't. There is a resolution that talks to fees. Um, it's um, the Cub Scouts are coming back in April, right? So, for nonprofit, we're not looking for fees. We're looking for insurance, and you know that they're going to take care of the room. They sign off something, um, but that's where the contention was, where people are bringing in their friends from out of town. Somehow, we maybe we talked to Heather about maybe we have a Tuesday night at Seabrighters. You know, you have to have a Seabright address, and it's free. And every night, a, another night, <laughs> another night is for people out of town, and there's a fee associated. Yeah, definitely. If there's, we'll we'll look at that. We're going to want to create a policy for yeah. non residents. Yeah, I mean, between maintenance of the building, yeah, heating and air conditioning, yep. cleanup, stuff like that. You would think for a minimal fee, basketball or whoever it is, yeah, definitely. There should be a fee structure. Yeah, it's the same as for this building, honestly. We should look at it holistically and finally. But every year we have the same discussion and no action. Right. And we punt for whatever reason. So and Joe, especially we had somebody reach out recently, put her in touch with you. So we had a continuing, you know. Well we have in here self funding is a huge goal. Like finding programs that are gonna kinda help fund okay, and so I think you're gonna look to go do that. Yeah. Okay. So we also are not I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah. we're looking at uh, uh, Donna and I have been looking at a fee structure along with John trying to figure it out. It, it really is difficult to, to try to put a nail uh, in it and figure out this is the price going to be, especially for the very groups that are using the, 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 the community center, um, the old part of the hall. people I believe pays $50 an hour for their uh, use. Uh, as the mayor said, we met with someone that has a Pilates group would like to use it. Um, they only want to try it once, so uh, I think Don has been talking to them about the same $50 an hour. That they don't know if they're going to get any people there, you know, if, uh, if, if the outreach is good enough. So then I could work with, uh, with Heather and Don and, and Council and try to figure it out for both buildings, but it, when we last tried, Mayor, if you remember, it was during COVID. We had uh, we had a fee to sanitize the room after use and everything else. And it is a time to revisit that uh, you know holistic approach to both buildings. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I think I think the one thing we could do is when it comes up in the past, we generally get you know COVID was obviously a big problem though. But I just think you know we don't once we analyze it enough, just pull the trigger on it. Right. Like everything else, pay park and whatever. We have an annual review, so. Yeah. If we have to tweak it, I would just say get it wrong this year, right. one way or the mm -hmm. other, for both buildings. And then, you know, if we make a change or stop things, we can do that. But otherwise, we'll debate this for another year. Definitely yeah. one component of the overall picture, making sure that it's self-funding and understand if there's a cleaning monthly cost associated, what do we need to bring in to offset that, right? So thinking too, when it's time, potentially hold an open house, inviting residents to explore the rec center, and maybe we can align with the larger Seabright open house. You know, that we did something with the open house with the, the firemen had the open house. Like maybe there's a way where we can bundle a couple of things together to create a larger sort of event, and does that become kind of an annual event of some sort? Um, explore venue rental opportunities and interests. So rent out the space, birthday parties, winter farmers market. So I was looking, the Aber Asbury Yacht Club has an awesome farmer's market that they do on that boardwalk. It's always nice to piggyback off of second day. 
seven day bread is always you know a, a, a good uh, good deal. Um, maybe there's an opportunity where during the winter we've got the Donovan slot that's not really being used. Maybe you could use that space and just bring people into the town. It's an off season thing. It would not be looked at in any shape or form beyond that. But just you know taking a a pulse and seeing if that's of interest. But again, you'd be renting out in space. The, in Southport, um, North Carolina, it is, right? At this time of the year, they have all of the, the businesses host something to bring the patrons into town for a community thing, and they all contribute something. And we've done things like that in yeah. the past, so. It's a big space, it's a decent space. Yeah. What, what town did you mention? It was that, it was um, Asbury Harbor. Yeah. Was that right? Yeah. The woman who, who used to run Langosta Lounge, who's now at Whitechapel Project, you know, she's very much involved with Marilyn. It would be very, you know, it would be interesting to kind of talk to her. And I've reached out to her and she'll, you know, we'll have a little bit of a conversation. So that's something we could explore. Um, continue to be a volunteer space for cause-related events. You know, it's nice for that welcoming community. We've got a great view. Um, we can find time within the schedule. We'll kick out some pickleball folk and say I'm sorry this is cause cause related time yeah. um, continue to host and run reoccurring community building events residents and neighbors look forward to and build off the successes of past experiences so essentially we have six core events the Easter egg hunt which is coming up the fireman's fair which we just talked about trunk or treat we're potentially gonna look at creating a haunted wreck house to tag nice. on to that oh. and so maybe we just kind of reverse the fireman uh, the, the um, trunk or treat where we have everything, you know, you can start at the, the rec center and then walk over to the firehouse and might not need the fire. We could, or do something in the back. We could just play around with it, but just to kind of create, um, just, you know, we've got more room. And again, it's another way of having people walk through the building and understand this is their space. This is here for the, the residents. Um, holiday lighting and Memorial Day event. We have three tertiary events. These are always pending budget availability, so thinking maybe one movie on the beach and two concerts on the beach. And we also want to consider new self-funding opportunities. So maybe for fourth quarter this year, first quarter 2024, look at doing a pop-up ice skating rink. So you see what's in Pure Village, you know, you could easily pull something like that up, either having it over here in the beach parking lot or having it next to the rec center or something. But just thinking about and looking at the finances there of how it's working, everything needs to be self-funding, you know, but you're really trying to bring additional people um, into the town. And again, these are all things that the advisory committee is going to be working on to explore. Um, going into public relations, uh, we really want to make Seabright Borough information as easy to find. On the channels, users are coming from and leverage all communication platforms to bring the information to the people. You know, if you're on social, you want some information there. You know, if you're on text, maybe the next will come through. Like really just, you've got the sign outside, like making sure everything is kind of synced and, and organized together. Um, looking to mobily optimize our current website. Um, if you look at the data analytics, 65% of the visitors last year came from mobile and our site is not optimized for mobile visitors. We want to review the website com content by department to update information and or remove or archive what is no longer current and review user analytics for recommendations on streamlining to the, uh, what is the most relevant. You don't have to have everything on there if it's, you know, don't feel like you need to just put something up because you have, you know, you feel like you do. We've, we've got that right now with the library on the top nav. It really doesn't do anything. It doesn't even connect you to the library website. So just really looking at ways to optimize the site and just make it cleaner. 
So we've got like the top 10 page viewed by the 22 calendar year. I mean, really no surprise. It's a lot of beach, beach department, beach visitors, junior lifeguard program, um, the beach homepage, and then payments, right? Tax department um, and um, police department. So just no surprises there, but we can definitely look at organizing the site that is going to be beneficial to the way people are coming in and what they're looking for by using the data. Um, we'll also explore a quarterly newsletter, probably digitally, distribution first, you started that. Last year we have the PDF up, so just thinking about potentially moving forward and maybe that'll evolve into something more come 2024 when there's more budget associated with it. It, it is a green team It is a green thing. thing. That's one of the things we got points for. So. Okay. Be nice to we'll, we'll keep mm -hmm. the points coming. Get it going. Um, and we really just want to position our, our uh, SeabrightNewJersey.org as the hub for all official information. Everyone and I have talked about this before. Like that is the source. If you ever have an answer, you come in and you have you get like black and white. Kind of this is the source of information. No, I agree. That's why I've said it too in the past. Mm -hmm. put some online, but I, every time I promote or like go to SeabrightNJ.org, yeah, it's like yeah. it really should be the primary source as yeah. opposed to. Social and so media. that becomes the hub of pushing it out, right? Yeah. So you can yeah. find it here, but you're coming and you're getting yep. what, what you want. Um, also working to develop Seabright social media policy platforms and approved spokespeople, given the feedback from our best practices survey. Um, develop communication of events policy that covers borough-led and special events, just making sure we're aligned, like what gets on the sign. I think right now it's just... Um, just having a unified agreement on what gets communicated and what doesn't, and not, not that it's left up to individual people, because that could be hard on someone, so just putting kind of a straight policy and just say, all right, that goes up on the board. And then, of course, we want to increase our press exposure around Seabright. We're not really looking to get more people to come, <laughs> because I think we're, we're pretty good there, especially in the summer months. But I think there's a lot of great things going on. You know, the, our beach is like one of the top five beaches. We've got restaurants that are top 100. You know, there's a lot that we jam pack into this little space. Two of our um, exercise fitness businesses, they're already having satellite spaces. Like AB's moved into Fairhaven as well, and Perspirology's moving into Middletown. Like the amount that we pack into this tiny little strip is really phenom phenomenal. So let's just kind of share that. Um, yeah, so connected to the website, I am going to ask uh, if anyone has any um, municipality websites that they like. Um, I have a list of a few coming forward, and then I'll also kind of, if people are okay doing the website, we've got a couple of, um, we have some dollars, just put some dollars in um, to the budget in terms of just maybe making sure that we can optimize it, nothing crazy. Um, and then I'll also, if this moving forward, if everyone's okay, I'll just send you kind of what your department's content is and then you can kind of go through it and figure out if, if it needs to be changed, if it can be reduced, or if any, anything needs to happen. Good. Thanks. Hey, Heather, a question. I know it's not your area of responsibility. Have you connected at all with the Historical Society? I haven't, but I can add that in. Actually, it was one event that we could think about as it relates to seniors. Like if the historical society, um, if we wanted to have just like an annual birthday or some sort of uh, event that we could have at the rec center where it could include the historical society and some of our sea writers who've maybe been here for a very long time could just tell some pretty phenomenal, I would imagine, stories. So Mark's been trying to champion that for a while. Yeah. Obviously, I told him all the time. I yeah, yeah. I just talked to Mark. But yeah, he's, I always throw a few names away. I'm like, yeah, talk to this program. Yeah. So they're definitely 
Yeah. And I talked to Chris Doxy, and I know they've also been working on kind of that that right. space too. But if there's something going on with the building, you know, we need to kind of keep all of that. Well, together. the reason I asked the question, you talked about a potential open house. Yeah. And I've been in that area where the historical society is supposed to be a number of times, mm -hmm. and unless they've done something, there's nothing there. So it would be good if they have interest in doing something that actually happens. Yeah, I'm happy to connect them and put everyone on the same timeline. That's good. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. All right, very cool. I think that's the end of our uh, public meeting. Hey, Mayor, just a question. Anything, sure. from, anything from mayor leadership perspective, focus for 23? Yeah, I mean, I'd probably go back to reorg and to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the same thing, you know, I mean, the, you know, you generally recover that in three or whatever that was coming here. But I mean, essentially, yeah, I mean, the town's in great shape as always. You know, we're fiscally in great shape, safety-wise, all the departments do their jobs. So I, I mean, I speak to everyone, every department all the time, talk to the chief almost every day, I talk to Joe all the time. So yeah, I mean, I would say just making sure everyone's hit the top of our committee that doing now. But aside from that, we, we really just have to, you know, one of the main things we always look at every year, the, you know, safety, that's, we're, we're always focused on safety, whether it's beach safety, highway safety, pedestrian safety. So, um, you know, fiscally responsible, which we are improving that year after year after year after year. So, you know, more of the same. Um, but it really, aside from that, we've covered everything else in great detail, whether it's regionalization, everything else. I'm not going to regurgitate everything that we all know. Okay. I'm not a fan of repeating stuff. But, uh, you know, I think we're in you know, great shape otherwise, and I think we stay on course focus on what we're ready to focus on, whether it's, you know, phase one, which has been a small work in progress for almost 15 years, and now we're at that point where we can finally close it out in the next two to three years. Um, now I'm just saying to stay on task, and uh, you know, don't make problems where they're not, and just fix the problems that there are, um, and decide that, you know, we'll have a successful year. Thanks. All right, with that being said, make a motion to, uh, and anyone who's here, the public portion's over, right after executive session, we're just going to adjourn. So thanks for coming out to this, uh, uh, this committee meeting, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, workshop meeting. And then uh, with that being said, we're going to make a motion to enter into closed session. So Second. All right, Council Members Beaver? Yes. Booker? Yes. Gorman? Yes. Keeler? Yes. And Lonnie? Yes.